Welcome to the Legendary Leaders Podcast, Making Legendary Leaders, with your host, Katrina Jameson, where we focus on business, leadership, and life. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode. Are you tired of listening to people ramble on when you are on a Zoom call or a GoToWebinar or Hangouts Meet, any of those services? becoming more and more prevalent, isn't it? I mean, that's how we have to do business today. Usually, I mean, amongst our teams, at least. Um, Maybe not so much with clients. Probably still get by just a phone call, potentially. Um, But sometimes clients want a face-to-face, so to speak, meaning video discussion. And so either way, what I'm thinking about, again, is I'm going back to our teams. I've been talking a lot about how we've been leading our teams lately and how to support our direct reports. One of the things that has come up is the fact that, again, we have all of these Zoom calls and people don't catch the hint or get the body language down because you can't really fully see you as to if you're engaged, if you're not, if they're talking too much, um, whatever it is. So how do we control ourselves and how do we help our team do a little bit of a better job on these calls? I think one of the key things that most of us are used to is the fact that people can, you know, catch on to our body language. So if you become disinterested or they're rambling on, most of the time people get used to looking at you. And if you are doing something else or you're giving them a look or you're making some sounds or whatever, whatever it is, they can catch on to visually. They speed up or they stop talking or they move on. The discussion ends based on body language. We don't have that right now. Uh, We have it a little bit. We have mostly facial expressions right through Zoom, but not body language, not a full lean back in the chair or looking around the room. It's really hard because that person is trying to look at a screen. And maybe actually, let me take that back. They're probably not necessarily looking at a screen. They're trying to look at the camera because they want to try to make eye contact. So they're looking at the camera, not the screen. So they're watching a dot, not themselves and not you, right? And so you're probably doing the same thing. So that's the key. We feel this pressure like we're, you know, on the news. We're a newscaster and we're going to look at this dot and we're going to make eye contact with no one because no one's looking at the camera. Everyone's looking at a screen too. And, And we think that we have to look at the camera. What I would tell you is first thing, Let yourself off the hook. Let everybody know, hey, guys, I don't care where your camera is. I want you looking at the screen. I want you looking at what's happening in the quote-unquote meeting room. That will make a ton of people feel better because most of the time people don't know where to look. So tell them to look at the screen. Tell them to look at themselves and each other. Work on establishing the meeting such that you can see people. Have people turn their cameras on. I know that's difficult. I know a lot of people have gotten out of the habit of, Maybe a little self-care, you know, maybe maybe yeah, that's gone down a little bit, but cameras really need to be on because I can't read you if I can't see you. And then the other piece is set up the display such that it's a tile view. Work on that so that you can see everyone. We've done that recently in several meetings. It's been very helpful. Um, the tile view versus just the speaker. And if you're having to share a document, Once the document's finished being used, immediately go back to the tile view of people because some people will try to talk, but if you've got the presentation front and center, you can't see the people. 
sort of one of the, the ways that Zoom defaults. Now, you can work on that, but no one really wants to get that technical, I don't think. And so I think that the, the best thing to do is if you're sharing a document, then once you're, you finish reviewing it or looking over it, allow people to, to move their screens back, you know, allow the, the Zoom to default back to the tile view and let every person be seen. And that way we can continue to read body language again. That's what I would encourage you to do. The other thing you can do is instead of sharing the screen and putting a presentation up, send it to everybody, right? Some of us have multiple screens at home. If you don't, that could be a struggle. But if you know that most of your team has multiple screens, then they can see people and they can see the document and they can do the split screen view and they're fine, right? So maybe that's something that you need to consider. But whatever it is, set it up so that people have to see each other. Give them permission not to stare at the camera, but to look at the screen, whether they're talking or observing, it doesn't matter. And then encourage them to, to look at others. Right? Because what the other thing that starts happening is I've seen really two things happen. Either people are staring at the camera and they're really trying hard to make eye contact and present appropriately. Or they're, they're paying no attention whatsoever to the screen. They're looking off or looking around the room, and it's like they're in their own, they're in their own office on a conference call. They're not on a, on a video call, and so they have really no intention of reading the room. They're happy just to continue to talk. And so they talk over people when people try to interrupt. People are waiting to ask questions or engage. They can't because this person's on a monologue. There's no dialogue. It's a monologue. And so I think the key thing that helps a lot of people is to address those key expectations. Hey, guys, we're going to be doing a Zoom call. I don't need you staring straight at the camera dot. I need you looking at the screen. Again, I also need you looking at the screen. You can't get, you know, down, going down this path of a monologue. I need you looking at the participants in the room. And when we're on a call, we're going to be engaged and we're going to participate. Now, the other part of this, too, is that that's exhausting. Because I don't know about you, but if I'm trying to stare at the Zoom screen all the time, I can't really feel like I can um, do all, anything else to sort of decompress, mentally decompress for a minute. Now, maybe that sounds bad, but every few minutes I need to stand up or I need to stretch or I need to move. I would do that in meetings. I would actually stand up and move around the room. And everybody was okay with that because they were right there with me and they knew what was going on. It can make it really difficult and you can feel like you can't do that because, again, you you need your face on the screen. And so I would tell you to shorten your meeting times. Shorten them. I would tell you that the majority of meetings that exist today uh, last too long anyway. People are just sitting there trying to fill the space, fill the time, and make themselves feel better that they accomplished a meeting today. Who cares if you accomplished a meeting? Go accomplish the work, right? Go take care of your customers. That's what you're really there for. Follow up on a one-on-one -on -one with, you know, with a, a mentee or a direct report, prepare them to do a better job today. Do something more productive than just check the box and kill the time in the meeting. So because those meetings are long, you can't stretch, you can't move around, you can't read each other, consider reducing the times of the meetings, right? Okay, guys, I know this is normally an hour. I want you to, you know, prepare yourself in advance. I want you to review the meeting notes in advance, or we're not going to go ahead and let everyone speak on this. I want your thoughts. I want you to send them to me in an email. I'll compile them. And, and the Zoom meeting is just going to be the discussion. You can totally do that. That should reduce the time. right? How do you use the time 
away from each other to prepare for the meeting such that when you're in the Zoom call, it is productive, but it's not an hour, two hours, oh my gosh, heaven forbid, three hours, and you are completely plugged in and you can't get up, move, stretch, run to the restroom, grab a snack, um, you know, get something to drink, all those normal things you would excuse yourself to do in a face-to-face meeting. So if you're not going to shorten the meeting, the other thing you have to do is give permission permission to, for people to turn off their camera for a minute, get up, stretch, or turn off their camera for a minute, run to the restroom, and then they have the expectation that they turn the camera back on when they come back. Okay, so those are the things that I would recommend. Ground rules for your meeting. Those will help. That's where I would start. Now, the next thing is, how do we have productive meetings? I'm going to go into this, and it's going to be really quick. Okay, many people, again, start to do the monologue because they can't read the room, so they just keep talking. When you're talking about your business, think about it for a second. When you are talking about your business to other people, maybe it's an investor, maybe it's a business partner, it doesn't matter. Just think, put yourself in a situation where you're speaking to someone about your business. People don't want to know every single detail, okay? Just like when people say, hey, how was your weekend? They don't want you to do a play-by-play. Well, you know, I got... I finished my conference calls at five o'clock on Friday and then we decided to go for a walk and then we ordered dinner and had it delivered because we want to support the local restaurant. Nobody, I mean, nobody wants to hear that. Your spouse may want to hear that. Maybe your mom wants to hear that. Um, Maybe, right? But most people don't want to hear the play-by-play. So don't go into a play-by-play when you're presenting on your business. And you know that as a business owner and leader and entrepreneur, you know that not everyone wants to know every single bit of, of, the information that you know about your business. What they want to know is an update or a general overall summary of how things are going. So teach your team to do the same thing. They should do that anyway, but they should especially be doing it now when it's hard to read each other. Okay. So people just want to know that you're on top of your business. So if you're going through your business weekly, maybe, maybe you have direct reports to go through the business with you every other week. Yeah. Bi-weeklies, whatever it is, The key thing that you want to teach them is you want to know that they are on top of their business. And so what does that look like? Well, they have to know the numbers. So, hey, I want to let you know, here's how we're trending. Here's where we're sitting on this metric. Here's where I expect us to be by the end of the month. We're pacing well. And, you know, I expect us to exceed our plan. Or, hey, we are pacing right on target. I expect us to be on point for the month. We're going to continue to achieve. I don't think that we're going to be short-staffed. I don't, right? They're going to go through all the different things to tell you either they're going to exceed and why, they're going to deliver and why, and if they're underperforming, they're going to talk about what they're going to do in order to solve it or the plan they put into place to rectify it. Okay, that's, it's very simple. It's a, they, they show that they're aware of their business. They know where they're sitting currently. They're going to they know how they're trending and they're going to end or deliver for the month. They're going to mention anything that could impact that one way or the other. And if they haven't had time to, to assess all of it, it's simply the fact of, hey, I'm aware that this is where we are. I'm going to get back to you once I have a bit more information. I need to spend the day analyzing some of this. All of that is okay. And if you think about that for a second, pause and apply what I just said to a business. Go back, you know, pull back the, you know, the, the dial on what I'm saying. And I want you to listen to what I just said again and apply it to something in your business. Rewind it a little bit. 
When you think about everything that I just said, you would be fully satisfied with that person sharing that information. You don't need to know, you know, that 10 people, you know, that what each person on the team, 10 of them total is doing right now, how they're feeling and so on and so forth. Now you might want that in a touch base. You might want that extra detail, but if it's a team meeting, you don't need all of that detail. You need to know where that team is sitting, what the trend is. You need to know that the leader has been reviewing the information and if they've taken action, high level, what's the action? What's the action? If they haven't had a chance to analyze it yet, they can tell you, hey, I'm going to analyze and get back to you by the end of the day. And then they have to get back to you by the end of the day. But again, it, it, details have to come when you ask. And, and if they're not detailed, you're going to ask some questions. But detail and a 15-minute explanation can't happen for one team in a Zoom meeting where you're trying to be succinct. And so try those aspects. Think about how you would present your business and how you typically do it. Educate your team. Tell them. I'm going to continue to say that in this entire call. What have I told you to do? Call. In this entire episode, what have I told you to do about your calls? Set expectations. Set expectations about how they present on camera, where they look, how long the meetings need to be. And so you also need to set expectations about the information you want shared. How long it should take that person to present it. And if they're not sharing the right information, then get them right back on track. But the point is for everyone in, in this example to come together to understand how the teams are performing because they probably obviously interact with each other and they hinge on each other, their results do. And so everyone needs to hear how they're doing. But we don't need to spend 15 minutes just to go down a rabbit hole for no good reason, okay? Because it's not going to be productive is what I'm talking about. So think about that too. How are you presenting? How is everyone doing on camera? Where should everyone look? And what should everyone be talking about? If you can set those expectations very clearly as we continue to move through this remote work time frame, I think that you're going to find that your people will feel a bit more productive and you're going to feel like you have a bit more control over the calls. Right? So that's my challenge for you today. How, how have you put rules into place for your calls currently? What is it going to look like moving forward so that you can feel productive and people can feel like they're being productive in order to move the business forward? Okay? And not bog each other down with unproductive video calls. All right. That's your challenge. Thank you for listening to this episode.